Hey everybody, this is Brad Bruce and I'm here with Jace Marcinia. And you are listening to the 5195 Podcast. Host of Coast. I can worship Satan, you must kill goats. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a shirt. It's a shirt. That's a shirt. Yeah. I, I already yeah. see it in my head. That's a shirt. That's a shirt. It's an Exodus move, too. I could do it and hop <laughs> on a plane. And by the time people hear this, I will probably be in the fucking air. Yeah, I think so. He's pretty close. What are we, we, we dropping this Friday around 530? Your time. Yeah, so that's eight thirty your time. So I mean you should yeah, you should already be in the air. Yeah, I should be wheels up by the time this drops. So yeah, getting close to Vegas. Jason is leaving tonight on a plane. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. What is the worst thing about traveling? The worst? Yeah. Okay. Um, now that I've done it enough, because obviously twenty 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 three I cruised back and forth from your place, what, four times, yeah, three, four so. times? Yeah. So with layovers and shit, that's probably an up-down of at least six to eight, right? Mm-hmm. The only time it became a problem was I think I was going home the time before last. And I, I left Ontario, landed in Vegas. It was like maybe an hour flight, whatever. And I might have had like a 20-minute window to find my connecting gate, okay? Mm-hmm. And mind you, I'm not that familiar with the Vegas airport. It's pretty big. Right. But the problem was we landed relatively on time. Like, I was like, okay, good. I probably got a good, I don't know, hour to find where I'm going. Yeah. So I, was, I wasn't sweating it. We were taxiing for our gate for damn near 45 minutes. <laughs> so now I've got cold sweats. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. And of course, this is the end of the vacation. I'm going home. All you want to do is just fucking get home. Right. right. And the stewardess and everybody's like, um, those of you with connecting flights, I believe it was to Detroit, uh, Philadelphia and Ohio, you may not be in good shape. So I'm like, fuck. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I've had layovers that have been like three hours. I bring a book. You know, I just... I'll, I'll get there. I'll go through security. I'll sit and just take a nap or read a book or something, whatever. Yeah. But I'm there. I had, but when I stepped off <laughs> the, the tarmac into the airport, I heard over the intercom, uh, last call boarding Detroit, and gate, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, where the fuck do I go? And <clears throat> luckily, and in that instance, it was like maybe football field length away. Uh-huh. So I hustled over and uh, just as they were shutting the door, I was like, one more. And she's like, go on in, you know. Wow. <laughs> so, fucking zero hour. <laughs> zero hour. Yeah. So, I mean, that got me a little clammy, right? You know, that gives you a bit of the swamp ass because you're sweating <laughs> from everywhere. Now, I have a similar layover coming out to you uh-huh. tonight. I go from Detroit to Vegas again. And then the connecting flight is literally 31 minutes from the time I land. (laughs) Last time I was in Vegas, I had to take two different shuttles going in two different directions to get to the terminal (laughs) that my gate was. So this time I'm a little more prepared. I downloaded a map of the fucking airport. Yeah. Once I get my 
itinerary where they finalized gates and all that shit. Uh-huh. If I can at least see a plan of attack, I'm straight. Just get me there. I'll fucking panic when my feet are on the ground if you need me to. Right. But at least this time, I won't be like, where the fuck do I go? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only part of all this traveling that sucks is connecting flights without a whole lot of time to do it. Yeah. Because when you're a little bit on the husky side, running isn't a uh, isn't great. You shouldn't run in an airport anyway. It makes you look suspect. <laughs> Don't you, when you travel, you wear like like a, a turban and like a, a big beard? Yeah. yeah okay. And like, like a green yeah. army vest. <laughs> Just some, you know, like bullet belts. And, <laughs> and some sandals. Yeah. Okay. And I set a briefcase down over here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're going to get in so much trouble for these things. Anyway. Um, but no, it's like I, I've already made it to where, like I told you, I was like, I've got clothes at your place. I've got toiletries and whatever you know yeah all i really got to do is throw my computers in a bag and just get on the fucking plane it's not even a matter anymore of lugging shit yeah no baggage claim stuff no no and it's just it couldn't be more in and out you Mm -hmm. know it's just a matter of familiarizing myself with the terminals knowing where to go and so far it's been relatively the same i think uh vegas and I think I was in Denver, Colorado twice last year. I haven't really gone to too many airports. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of trying to mental note where things are just to kind of deaden the panic a little bit. I'm a nervous traveler. Are you? Just for that simple reason of just making sure you're... That's it. All all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. I get a little finicky when... Like, like right now, my tickets, well, they're not even tickets yet. It's just the schedule. Yeah. Um, They're not even showing the chairs that I bought. <laughs> nice. Okay. And, you know, I paid for them. I checked my credit card. They're there. And I strategically bought seats where it was like, when I land in Vegas, I'm in like one of the first two rows. I'll be the first to get the fuck off. Uh-huh. You know? Um, Yeah. The itinerary on my app hasn't even updated with that shit. So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to keep my eyes from twitching. Mm. <laughs> but there's that. And then... The hustle, because otherwise, once I'm on the plane and buckled up, I'm like, let's just roll. You know, there's no, I'm, I'm not nervous about the flight or the travel. It's everything that leads up. Well, I think it's just, it's just also just, it's chaotic and unorganized. It is. It's super chaotic. And then um, nobody wants to help you. Nobody wants to give you the answers, you know? And it's oh like, you're here every fucking day. You know this place like the back of your hand. Just tell me where I got to go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. These aren't personable people. It's like the DMV. Exactly. You know, I mean, they could not make it more clear that you are bugging them. Yeah. With a simple question, typically, you know. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, the look I got once for having a backpack and going, I thought on the website I didn't have to check this because it's a backpack. Yeah. And I was just kind of verifying. I would have paid for it if I had to check it. Right. But the way the way this chick's eyes glazed over to me, like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me asking me this right now? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, the flight doesn't leave for like an hour and a half. You can't give me a yes or no in mm-hmm. that time. But it was just, it was so rude and like impatient and it's like when i do meet someone cool at an airport i'm like all right cool good on you yeah but it's they're very angry 
Yeah. And the thing is, to their credit, I've sat and people watched at the airport. There's some fucking stupid people flying. Man. Oh, yeah, oh, of course. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told you about the one guy. It might have been the first time I flew out there last year. Um, the dude had a slight, slight Spanish accent. I understood everything the guy said, and I'm standing 20 feet away. The middle-aged, white-haired guy in the Hawaiian shirt, however, was like, could you go get me someone who speaks fucking English? <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, it could be a lot worse, Grandpa. You know, I'm like, now you're just being a dick because you want to be a dick. Oh, you were traveling with your grandpa. <laughs> you can't take him anywhere. <laughs> but no, it was just, it, it was like, I get that you probably get rude people. You know, and it's just, I mean, any customer service job is fucking garbage. I'm sorry. You just, nobody treats people in customer service well. And if you've worked in it, you're automatically already kinder to the people because you know. Oh, of course. You know that by the time you get there with your question, they've probably had the shittiest fucking day. And that's why I'm always like super cool. Like, hey, buddy, um, no big rush. Just wondered this real quick. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, they're just like, oh, yeah, this or that, you know. Mm -hmm. But you get that one odd person who gives me that look like, why didn't you know this before you got here? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have the storage, the fake storage bin to stuff it in to see it. It's just ugh. so, yeah, it's the travel part isn't the bad part. It's the prep, the landing, the Lack of communication, the terminal hopping. It's just, once I'm on the plane, man, it's easy peasy. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, I I like traveling. I do. I like being in the air. I like planes. But it's just all that fucking prep and all the bullshit. Like, if you can get, like, a, you know, TSA clearance and stuff like that, cool, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I know one of the things that, like, you know, I flew out to you over the years. Mm -hmm. Things have changed where I go through TSA show you my ticket, get on the plane. Right. Now it's like you have your ticket. You did buy it. We don't have room for you. Yeah, it's fucking weird, man. And I'm like, how in this day and age of spreadsheets and automatic calculations and all this, how how does a local movie theater know when it's at capacity and the fucking airport doesn't? <laughs> can, can someone ask me, answer me that? Like, how does Spirit Airlines go... Yeah, you booked this a month in advance, but you know you didn't uh, you didn't click this box within 24 hours of us talking right now, and now you've been bumped. It's what? fucking insane, man. Every single time I've come out, Brad. Every single time, I'll be sitting on the plane. I'm ready to go. I'm buckled up. I'm I'm comfortable. I'm just ready to roll. Right. Mm -hmm. Someone will raise a hand, uh, a worker, you know, a flight attendant, whatever. Is there someone on the flight willing to take a later one in order for someone else to take their place? And I'm like, you guys got like like a Rolodex on on your desk? Is there are you using an abacus? You know, I like what 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 primitive math technology are you using that you're like, oh fuck, there's 50 people that we didn't account for mm -hmm. on a plane that seats 40. It just seems like the dumbest thing. I'm like, you know, uh, now I could order my seats to go to a movie and the fucking usher will come up and be like, you're in the wrong seat. Yep. It's just, it's so tightly 
organized at a movie theater and we're not even in the fucking air i'm like how do airports function man i just don't get it now I'll, I'll see it on the news constantly you know so and so's being sued for this or this airline is going under because of that and i'm like these are easy fixes people i mean half the problems they have you could solve with like microsoft excel yeah yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? I'm not even a computer nerd, but I'm like, do you, are you guys playing Pong over there? Is that a <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I'm like, it's such an inconvenience. It's no wonder people flip out. Yeah. Because it's expensive to fly. You know, it's not, it's not a cheap thing. And if you've packed three, four hundred bucks into a round trip and suddenly they're like, you're SOL. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You want to go nuclear. So oh, sure. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> I really wish you hadn't because know. My you know what, let's just right now, let's just start the show over and I'll just delete all that bullshit. All right, see you guys. <laughs> so aside from all that, I've been experiencing weird shit uh, with screenwriting shit. So I just wanted to get caught up on where you're at with it. Plot twist: I've hmm. almost completely pivoted now to the comedy. Hmm. I don't know why. Um, I had mentioned to you earlier today about how things fell into place like tumblers in a lock. Yeah. And it was just, that's how it felt. I came up with like one or two ideas that I'm suddenly like, oh, I could get a big chunk of this script done either before I leave or when I land. And it's it's obviously a more fun script to deal with than the other one. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of took a little break from the other one because it was just so dark. I had a really bad depression episode last week, week before, mm-hmm. where uh, I was just, I was through, man. Yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't know for sure if the script had anything to do with it. I think there were other circumstances that just piled up, mm-hmm. but I knew going in, I was going to be in a bad mindset for that script to work the way it should. Right. Yeah. I hit, I hit a weird, weird low point and was like, no. I'm not going to fuck with this one right now. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just didn't write for a few days. And then I had the, the small idea about the Texas chainsaw crawl mm-hmm. about the, and the funny one that we talked about. And then it was like, this idea came to me, then that one, and then this one. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Let me get it down. You yeah. know, cause the dam was breaking a little bit, you know? And, uh, now I've got pretty much the comedy almost completely outlined. So I'm I'm damn near close to having two complete outlines that I could just work off of either one now. Oh, that's awesome. The bullet, point, the bullet points are just about finished. Yeah. And of course, uh, obviously you and any other writer knows it could veer wildly off of what you outlined. But at the very least, I have this structure yeah. that I can follow. Oh, that's fucking and, awesome. Uh, yeah, the, the, the comedy is it's coming along pretty funny. So... This will be my, you know, my ode to Kevin Smith in a way. This will be my stupid fun comedy kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's cool. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, um, I kind of got blindsided a little bit myself. Um, yeah, you said you hit like a strange. Well, what is ha- well, what happened was, you know, I was working on this midlife crisis movie. You know, this this slasher comedy and. Yeah. You know, it was fun. Uh, You know, I was introducing new characters and everything was going accordingly, you know. And I I think I told you that I'd uploaded a few scripts to that ink tip. Yes. And so, I, you know, I just, I'm kind of one of these guys where like I just 
I'll do it and I just I, I forget it. I don't care. I, I don't check it. I don't obsessively look at it. I don't do all. I just I don't care. It, it is what it is. If someone wants to get a hold of me, they'll get a hold of me. You know. So I yeah. just I, I put them up there and I just kind of let it alone. And then I noticed that I I had got an email um, from Inktip and it was like, okay, so we're going over your scripts and we noticed that. This one's a little short and this one's a little short. I was like, okay. And I think we talked about this. Um, You did say that I didn't know that they said it about two. I know for one that they yeah. were like. Well, they hit me with another one after that. after the fact. Okay. They hit me with another one. And so. Um, Which, when did that happen? Usually short is the shorter, the better. I thought. Well, that's what I thought, you know, because like th- there is a writer friend uh, that I have. You know, I had always asked him this question of like, how long should a script be? And he's like, you know, he told me the script needs to be as long as it takes to just tell the fucking story. That's it. I've never heard that. You know, he's like, I don't write, oh, I need 120 pages. No, I, I write until the story is done. Then, 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 oh, that's my page count. I'm not, I don't have like, okay, well, I need 99 pages. So I got to write to 99 pages. He goes, that's taking an... It's taking some of the creativity out of the developing of the story when you do that. I had a 98-page script once a long time ago. Yeah. I was told, you're you're over the line. Okay. And like, I, you know what? I've heard that, too. Like, nobody's going to read this. It's too long. They're right. Gonna, they're going to thumb through it, see the page count, and be like, no. Fuck this. Exactly. So one of my scripts was 78 pages. Which is probably ideal. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought. And then the other yeah. one was 88 pages. Again, I feel like it's right in the wheelhouse. <laughs> that's what I thought too. And they were like, you need to be minimum 90 to 120 pages. I'm like, are you it's fucking serious? Like, what the oh, fuck? I'm like, I'm like, okay, the 88 page one, I can squeeze a couple pages out, I think, to get where I need to be. Yeah. But 78, stretching that to 90 pages, like a story that I feel is already done. Yeah. That's a lot, dude. So I sat down with this script and I just, I read it and I read it. I must have read the thing like five times back to back. Then I just, I thought about it, you know, and I'm like, okay, what can I do? Like, what can I change? What can I add to this? I don't know. And- I I started talking to Tina. I was like, hey, you know what? What do you think about this or adding this? And she was like, yeah. And her reaction wasn't like, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. It was kind of like, a little bit of milk toast. Yeah, exactly. And so she did make a suggestion that I was able to take and add a solid seven pages. Okay. So I added a whole new scene. I added a couple of creepy moments, a little bit of foreshadowing, and like, I'll be honest with you, man, I think after I was done, I think I had like 84, 85 pages after the new scene, and I'm like, okay, I still gotta fucking add in a good six. I'm like, okay, what the fuck am I gonna do? You know, where am I gonna add this shit in? So I go back to the fucking beginning of the script, and I start beefing up their dialogue, not making it longer, but just adding a little bit to each thing, and... Dude, it took me probably two full days to do both scripts. It just took the fucking wind out of my sails. I had zero creativity to do anything. Well, here's what's funny, and this is what I'm getting kind of hung up on here. The advice was 
you write until the story is told. Right? Yes, that is from a colleague that I used to work with. Correct. At 77 pages, 80, so, you know. Yeah. If you were happy with it, wouldn't you say the story's been told? That's what I thought. To your satisfaction. Yeah. And the industry, <laughs> who was always looking for ways to cut pages out, wants you to add to something that you already thought was fine. Yes. I would be so confused. I am so confused. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't what I've been taught. Yeah. Well, here, let me read you the email I got from them. Like, I, I won't <laughs> I won't say the name of the uh, of the title, but it just says... No, um, it's like, hey, Brad, uh, thanks for your thanks for the email. Um, it looks like blank is now more aligned with the industry standard page count for a feature. Looks good. If you have any questions, please let us know. That's what okay. I got after I did it. I had never heard that. Like, so I even actually, I, I fucking texted a couple other people I know in the industry. And I was like, have you heard of this? And they were like, no. Like, is this just how we roll now? Is this, yeah. Is this well, one guy was like, no, I've never heard of that. Okay. And then this other guy was like, oh, yeah, no, dude, it's got to be a minimum 90. I'm like, are you fucking, when did this happen? That's what I mean. Like, when did, when did this that happen? memo go out? Why would a, and, and, and this site, and don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing the site. They're fucking super on top of their shit. They answer extremely quick. Yeah. They let you know who's looking at your stuff. Like I've already had about eight, nine different production companies view my stuff. And like, these are like bigger production companies that they've done shit. So, and like, when we're done, I'll tell you who these people were and it's, you know, who they are. And I'm like, cool. Being a couple days in and to get this kind of attention, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It, it really like. It just fucking blindsided me. I, I didn't write for like maybe two, three days. This isn't even the stuff that we've talked about where we're like, you don't need to go to film school to learn how to be creative. Right, right. You know, it's not that kind of industry advice. It's the stuff we were told strictly will get your shit thrown out mm -hmm. is now no longer valid. Issue. <laughs> no longer valid. Yeah. In fact, if you don't write a fucking epic... You're going to have to now. <laughs> right. You know? Like, and that was the thing too, is I was like, well, wait a minute now. If I'm writing like 90 to 120 pages, like we're looking at like an hour and a half, two hour feature. Um, and your budget is like a hundred thousand to like a million dollars. How? Mm -hmm. That's fucking impossible. See, that's, what's funny. I have a script that, uh, you know, I won't name either, but I sent it to several places and it was 130 pages. Yeah. And I knew it was at the, at the time above industry standard, but I was like, I believed enough in the story that I'm like, you know, this script hits the ground running. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really line up. I'm hoping that the amount of action and engagement will, you know, the end will justify the means. And the biggest takeaway I got was... Great idea. Love the concept. Too long. Sorry. Yeah. And the thing was, it didn't surprise me, you know, because right. that's what we were told to expect. And I was taking a chance. I was like, huh, I'm probably going to be told to fuck off, you uh -huh, know, but, uh -huh. but it's almost like if I were to send that same script now, <laughs> like, would my door get beaten down? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I seriously don't know. It's just, it's so ass backwards it, yeah it, it definitely i was taken aback when that 
<laughs> when, when, when that unfolded. It didn't make sense to me, you know? I was like, okay, well, I thought 78 minutes, like, that was fucking, it was, like, the perfect length, you know? Like, everything was right there. There was no lulls. There, there was no downtime. It was just, you weren't being hit over the head continuously, but it was just, it had a good pace to it. Right. And then adding, having to add, like, fucking 12 to 13 pages of all new scenes, and it's like, that's... Which I guess would just be additional exposition i mean uh, yeah but that's the thing too is that like how so much do you need yeah i mean that's that was gonna be my next question was were you gonna have to come up with an entirely new sequence to shoehorn in that wasn't supposed to be there before yeah it screws up the flow it did screw like. up dude it did like it really did but you know what okay of course now i'm just licking my wounds you know because i mean i was able to do it and now i feel okay well i I can do it again if I need to. Sure. I mean, I'd never had to punch up one of my own scripts to that degree, oh. you know, where I was like, I was more in shock. You know what I mean? Like I was more in shock that like, oh, oh no, th th these are, what is this? A short film? That's all. I, I felt attacked, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you call yourself a writer. You can't even write 90 pages, you know? And it's oh, just like, is, what? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck just happened? You know, because I remember giving uh, one draft I gave of um, The Vinyl Redemption to, to Manfredini. He, I think it was like 136, 146 pages. And he, yeah. he was just like, you're fucking kidding me, right? With this shit. Oh, he said the same thing about uh, Cathedral. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't even think it was over 110. Yeah. You know. I don't know, you know, I don't know. they all are changing, I, I guess. I guess, right? I guess so. But I digress. Because I was able to put the midlife crisis one on the back burner for a little bit. And I, I sort of jumped headfirst into a movie called Overnights that I've been wanting to write for a very, very long time. And it just seemed right to me. It's kind of in that wheelhouse of the vinyl redemption. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a very '80s centric movie, um, okay. And because it just captures one of those 24 hour films. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I just I loved so much because it's just it, it's you're you're off the hook with a lot of things with those. You know, sure. Um, continuity is as long as you're on point. You know what I mean? Like you have a good outline. Yeah, your continuity is pretty fucking solid. Because you're you're confined to that 24-hour thing, you know. Mhm. Mm you know, yeah, there's there there's a few locations, but there's they're more establishing. I don't really return to these locations okay you know so it's like when when someone leaves that's it they're done there's no reason to keep going back and going back because it's one day so if he's going out to do this then there's no reason to go back everything is like pushing forward so you're you're not going to be tangled up in permits and right well i'm not i'm not know. making this i just I'm, I'm writing this to sell <laughs> so whoever does it they're not you know and, and again I, and i'm just writing it that way because to me that's the way the story makes sense there's no reason to continuously go back to his house. So I've already established it. Um, I know that's like the, the risk is like losing the house and all this shit. And I'm being very vague, but you know, yeah, you know, it, it, I, I outlined the thing in like two days and now I'm just, you know, banging it out. I started yesterday. I started, I started late in the evening, you know, last night. And yeah. I mean, I'm only like 12, 13 pages in, I'm not too far. And I'll, I'll do a few more tonight because it's um it's fun but that's another thing that i've been doing is 
stopping while my momentum is good. Okay, explain that. Okay, this is the first okay. time I've ever tried to do this. So writing this midlife crisis movie, I, I would write it to a point of there's a, a mini resolution. Okay, okay. So, so I would write to a scene and then it, it there's no more element of surprise or there's no shock or there's no cliffhanger. I would write it and get it to where it needs to be and then there, there's no more ramp up. What I was told was write and have a good time. And when you're really cooking and it's fun, stop right then and there and put it down. Don't really don't okay. yeah. And 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 I was told that because that anticipation and fun and joy is going to remain. Because you're okay. able to get right back into that point where you were at. Because you were excited. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. So last night I was writing and I was like having a fucking great time and you know. There's like this nice lighthearted moment between one of their friend's bosses and, and then these two guys. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking really fun. And that kid hit me and I was like, oh, I'm going to stop. I didn't want to yeah. stop. I didn't want to at all, you know? Right. But as soon as I stopped, it's been on my mind ever since. Oh my God, I cannot wait to fucking pick this up and finish this. And it's never been like that before. I'm always like, okay, I'm ready to write. And I get down and, and it's like a... You know, it's a process. I do this, I do that, and, and I get everything, you know, where I need, and I start writing. But right now, I'm, like, fucking excited to jump back into this vehicle that's already in motion, you know? And, like, I can get those feelings going again. So, in a weird way, this piece of advice helped. It sounds like it did, yeah, because... Uh... It's it's almost speed junkie, you know, when you we've talked before in the past about how you get on this tangent and suddenly it's 3 a.m. and you're like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I got to I got to go to bed. And, you know, but you wanted to get this out. You wanted it yeah. out on paper. And um, that'd be a hard thing for me to resist doing. You know, it's it's that's tricky. It is. Tricky. I, I, under, I understand why you should. Because yeah, it's keeping um, the fire burning. Yeah, exactly. Because I've never done that before. No, no. Oh, my God. We're edging. <laughs> you, it is. No, it, it is. It, 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 it totally is. It they, totally is. But you took me by surprise. They want you to have screenwriting blue balls. Yes. You're right. I mean, I guess if you sat back down after this big moment, now you got to ramp yourself back up for mm -hmm. the next moment. Now... I guess in a sliding scale kind of way, let's say you stopped where you did and you go to bed thinking tomorrow I get to revisit that moment. You're obviously going to finish that moment tomorrow. So isn't it just kind of delaying the inevitable anyway? Well, no, because I think that's where you're always going to want to stop. Even if it's not a happy moment, maybe it's like a very intense moment you know like because sure. even like you know you know as a writer you, you know if you're writing something intense there still is a level of of gratitude and, and like uh positivity in in your emotions for what you're creating yes so if you're to stop right there you're able to obtain that and live in that now i'm not an expert i mean this is the first time i've done it and it worked the first time it's not like this super like pivotal moment in the script where everything is resting on these scenes. It was just a really fun moment that everything was flowing. And so I was able to put a pin in it and step away. I retained all of that feeling. And like when I woke up this morning, my mind went right to that. 
where sure. I was like, oh shit, I can't wait to fucking write this. You know, and of course, I mean, the day got away from me. I had a bunch of shit I got to do, but I am going to write tonight because it's never not been on my mind of just jumping in. And it's crazy because when I started this script, you know, I try to give myself, I just, I try to knock out six to 10 pages a day. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially on the first draft, I just want to get it done. Yeah. Like I sat down, I got to be honest with you. I hit my, like, I think it was like a 12 count relatively quick. Okay. You know, and I, and, and I, and I was like, Hmm, all right. That was faster than usual. So mm. what I did was I, I went back to crafting the scene, like kind of tightening it up on the paper, the interactions and what would make sense and, and what's going to lead it to the next scene. Yeah. I literally just closed my laptop. So now, you know, I left it to where these guys are sitting in a taco shop. It's like an impasse for one of them of what's going to light the fuse to get the whole movie going. And we're going to start moving into the second act. Sure. You know, so now tonight I'm jumping headfirst and and I I don't have a goal of where I want to get as far as a page count, but I do have a bit of a goal of where I want to get to where I can put a pin in it again and retain that excitement. Cause that was, that was going to be my next question was you're going to have to find a way to ramp back up to that eventually anyway. Right. So I, I almost wonder like you, you fire your load and now you're like, I'm back to zero. I got to ramp back up. And yep. um, the ramp up is tough. The ramp up is tough, but I think doing it this way, I mean, at least speaking for me, I'm able to get through those moments of the script that that maybe aren't the most exciting and entertaining, but they're just necessary for the script to move forward. Right. You know, that way it's easier for me to get through those moments knowing that I'm going to a place of excitement that I'm going to stop at versus if I was to stop at a moment of just a script lull. Yeah. And it was like, okay, now I got to get back and I got to finish this shit. But if I'm stopping in spots of the script that are retaining my excitement, it's getting the the passion and the drive for wanting to create and write more stronger. It's fucking weird. I'm, I'm going to have to try the approach. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, you know, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not a perfect science. It's just, well, I'm having a really good time. I'm stopping. But then it's, and again, like I got to this point and I was excited. And when I stopped, now I can say like, I... I don't pat myself on the back. Oh, you know, job well done. You did 15 pages today. But I'm like, all right, I was, you know, I, I hit a goal. Sweet. And I move on. Right. I don't sit and obsessively think about the story. But I'll be honest with you. Last night when I was done, I was thinking about the fucking story, you know? And then when I woke up this morning, I was just like, oh, fuck, I can't wait. I get to, I can't wait, you know, to, to get, yeah, to yeah. jump back into it. So, I mean, for right now, it seems interesting, you know? Yeah. So I'm just I'm gonna give it a shot and see see what happens. You know, I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah. So it I mean, sound cool. It sounds like a positive tool, but at the same time, man, it's just it's more new information that we gotta wrap our heads around. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all this is new shit. It is, dude. Like, and that's the thing is approaching filmmaking from this aspect has been so freeing. Like it it, sure. it actually has. Like I feel so much more focused and content about what I'm doing in the film industry versus, okay, I'm going to write a script. Now I got to try to find $2 million and uh -huh. locations and crafty and fucking wardrobe and effects and locations, you know, just, it's such a, a daunting task 
task to undertake, you know, and it's like approaching it from, okay, now I can write whatever I want and yeah. just put it out there, you know, and see what happens. It, it's, 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 I don't want to say liberating, but it, it's, it's very freeing creatively. And no I'm having a good time with it. You know, I'm able to focus on the show. I love the show and I hope everyone loves the show. And if they do, they should tell us how much they love it. And they should also share it and get the word spread as well. But 5195 podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I do. I love the show. I love doing this. And, you know, I love this aspect of, of filmmaking. So I'm excited for, you know, what's to come now. I'm not saying I'm never going to, you know, Oh, I'm never making a movie again, but I think it's just now going to be the perfect scenario to make a movie. Right. And if not, then I have some really, I have some really fun gifts to be able to put out there and to have some people that are ready to make a movie, make a movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But no, yeah. that would be pretty fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, I think so. You know, we'll see. I can't wait for you, you know, to when you get here, just so I can show you everything and then you can start you know if you feel so inclined to is you sure. know trying to take this uh, route as well i mean to me it sounds cool it's very uncharted you know it, it is for me too you know it, it really is i mean i like where i'm at you know now i'm like i can just do what makes me happy and writing has always made me happy sure you know, and it's not that I don't like being on set because being on set is fun. The camaraderie and the family and, you know, just the creative process and the problem solving. It's fun. This is just so much more freeing to just be able to sit at my laptop and, you know, have a have a cup of coffee or, you know, whatever it may be and just create a world, yeah. it's, you know, and knowing like, okay, now I'm going to turn these babies loose for other people. Yeah, It's cool. It's different. You know, I'm excited for it. I think it's awesome that you've you've reached that point yeah because that's it's definitely different big time different yeah it is so but that's where i'm at you know with the writing and shit so we'll, well see that's good man i'm still juggling just the, the two right now yeah and then of course when we get back out there um definitely wrapping up vinyl Mm-hmm. very well, excited for that me too so yeah we got we got good shit in the works it's gonna be fun yeah it is gonna be a good trip <laughs> it is gonna be a good trip I, i'm excited you know we have you know knock on wood we have some you know interviews lined up and hopefully everything goes according to plan scheduling is always a bitch but you know being able to drop a, a few interviews along with you know some of the the cool show ideas that we have I, you know it, it's 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 gonna be nice it's gonna be a nice sure. working trip i think that um i think the show's gonna turn a corner soon i do too i've been That's feeling that yeah I, I've been feeling that moving up and, you know, maturing. Yeah, I do too. I mean, well, look, I mean, what are we at? Like 35, 36, you know, episodes consecutively. It's like that. I'm very proud of. I'm very, very, very proud of, of what we've done. You know, the, the, the commitment that we've made, you know, not only to each other, but to the show, you know, Absolutely. and it's just been a, a fucking amazing time. And you it's, know? and it's growing organically. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're not, you know, the stuff that's coming that we've talked about that we haven't disclosed yet or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be like people are going to go, oh, God, they're doing this now. Yeah. No, no, I think it just it's like, oh, yeah, you guys have graduated. Yep. OK, so we get a little bit more for our listening pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, that uh, I think it's, it's going to be good stuff. I agree. I totally agree. Speaking of good stuff. 
So last week's show. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't know if, I don't know if you listened to it again, but I mean, I listened to it and it was so much fun. It was super fucking informative. You know, I was able to send you that list of some anime to check out. Oh, yeah. The uh, the genres that we wanted to look into. Yes. People. Yeah. I pretty much hit all my marks on everything <laughs> that I wanted to discuss, but I know you had more that you needed to get out. So I was <laughs> yeah, thinking my- <laughs> maybe we should just finish that topic up. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, yesterday my brother stopped by. Uh, well, it might have been a couple of days ago, and he was like, "Listen to your show," and I thanked him. And he goes, "Yeah, my buddy, he he, re- he referenced a few anime for you," and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And th- he happened to um, he told me about a couple that you had mentioned as well. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Okay, well, that you know, those two are obviously impactful, mm-hmm. you know." But then my brother goes, "You were gearing up to say your second. And then it didn't happen. I was like, you know, I, I thought about it after we recorded and then I completely forgot about it. And I was just like, you know, it, it was what it was. Yeah. But he goes, yeah, if you, if you get back on and I didn't even remember to tell you this time. So I'm glad you brought it up. And the only thing was um, the other genre I wish I watched more of. And with the caveat that you had with the foreign films is the older side. Uh-huh. Uh, Westerns. Oh. Because... I'm not a huge Western guy, but I like the ones I've watched. And most of the ones that I really enjoy are the older, I'd actually go out on a limb and say spaghetti Westerns mostly. Okay. Because I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Man With No Name trilogy. Yeah. I love the uh, the original Django. Okay. With Franco. Franco Nero. Yeah. And um, for some reason, I don't know what it is about those. It's just... They feel like home. And the thing was, I used to watch Westerns mostly with my grandfather, my late grandfather. Mm-hmm. What was funny was, yeah, he watched them all. Yeah. You know, there was just always a Western on at his house. But he wasn't like just a, say, uh, John Wayne guy. Okay. Because I know in, in America, here in the States, it's like John Wayne, Glenn Ford, or Bust. You right. Know? And it's like, yeah, I like the Duke as much as the next guy, but... I, I'm more of an Eastwood guy or a Jenny Stewart guy mm-hmm. or well, he's like James Arness, mm. you know? Yes. But I do really like the, the Spanish and Italian Westerns, man. There's uh-huh. just, there's a grit to them that I really dig. Yeah. And uh, you don't see it much today, obviously. I, I, probably the my favorite Western today, like uh, as far as modern, is still probably Tombstone. Okay. You know, Tombstone is, just a phenomenal movie. I love Silverado, uh, Unforgiven, but there's just something about the Westerns that came from that era that feel more genuine, mm-hmm. I guess, and uh, a little more, I don't know, a little more plot driven as opposed to just shoot them up. Yeah. So um, that was the other one for me, it was more or less just, you know, can I find more older preferably european westerns that i had not really are you opposed to american westerns or do you want them to be foreign not at all not opposed at all okay because i mean Um, i don't have anything against the you know the the spaghetti westerns are you know the 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 spanish westerns but because i mean i'm a huge western fan and i actually do own a ton of westerns sure and and you know of course i i am a, a john wayne fan and 
I love him. I, I, I love the westerns from the fucking thirties, man. Like with him when he was super, super young. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Like yeah, dude. I, I love the thirties, the John Waynes. I mean, like uh, what is it? The Man from Monterey. Um, I have that. Uh, Stagecoach, uh, Blue Steel, uh, Riders of Destiny. Like I, I, I'm a big John Wayne fan when he first started, you know, in, in, you know, thirties, you know, and before the legend grew. Yeah. Because then, then you could tell that, you know, he was just resting on his laurels, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. You know, that that's Not fine. In fact, my favorite, one of my favorites by him is one of his last, the shootest. Oh yeah. The shootest is a great movie. Yeah. It's but a phenomenal movie. I, I love Jimmy Stewart Westerns. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. They're I love the, the men got Liberty Valance. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Winchester 73, fucking Far Country, oh, Naked yeah. Spur. Like, you know, and another thing that I love too, Western wise, is do you remember the um the Twilight Zone Western with Lee Van Cleef? Was it an episode? Yes, it was an episode. It was all shot on a soundstage. And uh-huh. I think it was called, oh my God. Uh, I want to say, I want to say it was called The Grave. I could be fucking wrong. But um was like Lee Van Cleef, um, I think. <laughs> Lee Marvin. Um, it was just rat, it was just the setup, you know, like the production design, you know, the way the thing was set. It was like in the middle of like a dust storm and it was at night and it was late at night and the wind is howling and like there's no there's no soundtrack, you know, it's like just the elements, you know, with the wind and like the boots on the on the on the wood floors and the saloons and just all of the the unsure noir type, like who's bad, who's good, you know, all this shit. Lots of mood in in this one, and it, it's fucking cool, man. I, yeah, dude, I I I love westerns. Like I, I I've always loved westerns. You know, as a little kid, like, and it wasn't it wasn't something that I was. You know, I wasn't shown them by like an uncle or, you know, a dad. And I found them on my own. And it was, you know, I was a big fan of um, Lone Ranger. <laughs> and so, oh, sure. you know, like it kind of grew from that. And then, you know, reading comics and stuff. And yeah, dude, I'm, I'm a big Western fan. Like I am. Like I'm actually, I'm writing a Western, but it's it's a horror film. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, those, those genres have, uh, they blended successfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The past, you know, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I can even take it a step further and go to the east and say, I haven't really seen my share of old kung fu flicks. Oh, really? Just martial arts movies. I've seen a handful. I've seen all of Bruce Lee's. Uh-huh. But there's like a whole world of the Shaw Brothers that I barely dipped a toe into. Oh God! Um, yeah. I've seen some early Jackie Chan, which is just amazing. You mm-hmm. know, the stunt work he would do. So it's it's kind of in the same vein, but it's like, again, older. Yeah. I want to go back and kind of get the roots, you yeah. know, and just have fun with that. Oh, my God. Well, then don't make me fucking make two lists for you to check out for Westerns <laughs> and, 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 and martial arts movies. Please go for it. I don't care, man. I mean... I got to know where to start. You know, Arrow actually has a ton of really solid Western and martial arts movies. They do. Yes. Arrow's great for that. They Um, are. I've got, I don't know why I'm looking around in here. This is all my horror shit, but. um, (laughs) Surrounded by five, I know it's six, 7,000 horror films. Exactly. I'm (laughs) looking around like I've got, you know, these. Westerns or martial arts movies just kind of peppered in. Yeah. Um, 
But no, I, I bought, I don't think it was Arrow, actually. I think it was 88 Films, which is an import label. Uh-huh. Um, but they had released the Police Story Trilogy. Oh, shit. Okay. Like the original as a box set. Yeah. A really big box set. Yeah. It was, uh, I believe it was Police Story 1 and 2, and then the third one is what over here is Supercat. Because um, all, all of his shit got retitled when it landed over here. Right. But I bought that box set, and then there was another one. It was a, tr- I think it was another. No, there were four of them in this box, but it was with um, who's the, oh gosh, she just won the Oscar for everything everywhere all at once. See, hmm. this is why I got to watch more of them because the names are slipping me. Here. Yeah. But she had apparently done four movies that were released in a box set that I've never even heard of. And it was on sale, and I just grabbed it. But it was like a cop series. Um, I'm scrolling around online right now. I can't even can't even find it. Yeah, I mean, I just I've kind of popped in and bought a thing or two here and there. But I really want to do a deep dive at right. some point. Um, oh, here it is. They were called In the Line of Duty. So In the Line of Duty, uh, box set one through four, and it's this really cool lavish box set. It just looked badass, and I'm just like, "Huh, I'll take a chance." And so you got uh, it. Just, yeah, I got it, and it's just I have I haven't popped them in yet. I figured that's just one that I could go into completely blind. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's Michelle Yeoh, uh, who was in a lot of the police story movies with Jackie Chan, and um, she was even a Bond girl at one point. And obviously, everything, everywhere, all at once, just blew her up through the fucking roof. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess this was one of her series. It had uh, at least one of them, Royal Warriors, which I guess is the second one. It's got it's got my man um, Hiroyuki Sonata, who was in the original Ring. He plays Scorpion in the live action Mortal Kombat that just came out. Mm. Uh, dude's in fucking Avengers Endgame. John Wick. He's he's just another one that just he's been around forever, but over on our shores, kind of just blowing up. You know, but it's like you go to his IMDb, and this guy's been working forever. He's old news where he comes from. Wow, that's cool. So it's stuff like that where I just I'll go down this rabbit hole on IMDb and be like, oh, this is a series? Oh, it stars this guy? Yeah. And then I'll just kind of keep going. And then, obviously, between, I think, Shout Factory, there's there's several other boutique agencies that there's got to be hundreds of Shaw Brothers films. Yeah. I wouldn't even know where to start with those. Well, know, I mean, but... I think if you were to get those two box sets that Arrow put out, yeah, the Shaw Brothers box sets, yeah, that's probably, probably. it's volumes one think... and two. They're yeah, they're fucking pretty healthy, pretty decent ground zero to start at. Yeah, definitely. They're, I think they're coming. I I don't know. I thought they were going to come out with a third version, but I I could be wrong. But yeah, it's, it's... I know the the Black Society trilogy. Okay. From Arrow. Okay. What is this? Oh well, here's here's the Western Blood Money. Blood Money Volume great. Two. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, I'm trying to find some of the Shaw stuff. Yeah, but if you yeah, check out those Arrow box sets, they're fucking nuts. I have really. I have okay. both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I have. I think there's 12, 13 movies on each set. I think. Holy shit! I'm yeah. Kidding. I know Arrow put out. Django movies with uh, Franco. I, ne- I never did pick those up. I need to grab those. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find them here. Maybe they're sold out. Oh, here's one that I got that's 
eh, it's not really horror, but it's I can it's almost like exploitation. But the female prisoner scorpion box set supposed to be pretty fucked up. They got Jalo box sets over here. I could check out Hand of Death. Great. That sounds fun. I, I believe that's John Woo as well, I think. And like Sammo Hung and Jackie Chan. No shit. Yeah. Be, edition before they were anyone. I think this is some of their first stuff. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of what I'm talking about. That's kind of where I want to. You want ground around. floor shit. Kind of, yeah. And especially with someone like Jackie Chan, who was such a stuntman. Mm hmm. That was back when he was like, I don't give a fuck. I will throw myself yeah. off of a helicopter. Yeah. Yep. He was insane back in his prime. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's one I want. Um, Arrow has a new Fist of Fury, which is like basically like part two of Fist of Fury, like the Bruce Lee movie. And I think it's the same director as Fist of Fury. But Jackie Chan, because he was a stuntman in Fist of Fury. Yes, for I did Bruce know Lee. That. And then you know, then then he went on to star in like the new Fist of Fury with the same director. So I know Arrow just put that one out. So I wanna, I'd like to get my hands on that one. Oh, I just, I found the, uh, the Shaw Brothers box. box sets. There's like three of them here. They'd be different. Each one says four movies a piece. Okay. No. And yeah. There's, the, yeah. There's a there's this rectangle one that says Shaw scope volume two. That's the, the, I have one and two of that one. Uh, this says 14 Shaw Brothers classics. Okay. So that must be what they're talking about. This, yeah. This big fucking. You know, yep, box. yep. Which th this looks dope. This yeah. is really fucking cool. Yeah, and what's dope is if you get it during the fifty percent off, you're you're getting it for like fucking seventy five bucks, man. Which is fucking crazy. It's a steal for a box this big. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is really huge. Mm -hmm. Oh, I I didn't realize Arrow would put out the Sister Street Fighter collection. Yeah, yeah, yep. Boy, yeah. I got some. I got some research to do. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought you know, once you get here, you know, maybe, maybe that would even be. Uh, we'll talk about it after the show. I think it would be something cool to do, you know, for another show. Yeah. So, um, All right. But yeah, like you know, like like I said, you know, we'll you know I'll make some lists for you. You know, maybe while you're here, we can go and kind of maybe knock a couple off the list that you want to watch that I already possess that you just want to see, and then maybe there's a couple that you want to own. We can just go somewhere and you know pick them up while you're here. We can look around and uh, see what's what. Twist my arm to go to Amoeba. Ooh. <laughs> we don't want to do that. <laughs> well, oh, there's, a couple, there's a couple other places you said you wanted to. There is. Show me yeah, there, yeah, there is. There, there's a, there's a few, few places that I, I'd like to show you. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, this is, uh, this is our last one. The next one that will be heard is going to be face to face. We're gonna we're probably gonna stockpile a shit ton, so I think so. It's gonna be a good trip. Yeah. Well you you're you're in the air now, so Yep. You're up there. Try I'm, I'm probably trying to sleep during some turbulence or some crazy probably. shit. But <laughs> Yeah, well I'll be uh I'll be patiently waiting at the airport. Yeah. Keep that stomach empty so we get some norms. Oh, big time. I'm ready for that. Some norms. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. So fun as usual. And looking forward to seeing you when you get here. Sounds good, homie. All right, brother. Well, until next time. See you guys.